0: Listen to podcasts of Joe Walsh and Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com
1: slash mobile. Dan and Amy, the reactions to Kavanaugh's confirmation over the weekend. Uh, Let's start on the Republican side, the man who deserves much of the credit, uh, second to President Trump, is Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. He said this.
0: We stood up for the presumption of innocence. We refused to be intimidated by the uh, mob of people that were coming after Republican members at their homes, in the halls. This was about treating someone fairly. This was about evidence being relevant, not about unsubstantiated charges. Uh, The tactics that have been employed both by Judiciary Committee uh, Democratic senators and by the you know the virtual mob that's assaulted all of us in the course of this process has turned our base on fire
1: there's no question about that and you see from the numbers over the last two weeks the number of uh, races that have substantially changed because of the attrition of democrats at the hands of their base in terms of the hysterics that McConnell was referring to, the mob at the elevators uh, Mm -hmm. outside the Supreme Court doors and all of that, as well as the histrionics of the members of the Senate Judiciary Committee on public display. 20 million people saw the Democrats for who they are, and they didn't much care for it. And the female senator who made it all happen spoke Susan Collins, why she did what she did. In this country, we have a presumption of innocence. And as a matter of fairness, what I decided to use as a standard was the question of, is it more likely than not that Brett Kavanaugh assaulted Christine Ford? And there was no corroborating evidence that he did so. Each of the people that Professor Ford said was present that night have testified under oath both to the committee through the uh, declarations that they submitted and to the FBI now uh, that this that they have no memory of this happening and that includes Dr. Ford's best friend. Right and so what you have is on the one hand you had family, friends, professional colleagues through the decades rally around and vouch for Brett Kavanaugh. And around Ford, and this was pointed out by somebody on Twitter, I thought this was a a, a good summation. Around Ford you had Hollywood celebrities, you had Senate Dems, you had political operatives, no family, no friends, no corroborating witnesses, and even those that wanted to be supportive couldn't corroborate, could, you know, supportive as a friend couldn't corroborate her story as a matter of fact uh so susan collins steps up and kavanaugh gets confirmed and uh, while that process was going on the left continued to double down hanging on the doors of the Did supreme court see that one woman who was literally i mean she, you know you can break a bone if you hit something that hard uh You know, uh, protesting is a full-contact sport for the left. Uh, Mike Pence presiding over the actual confirmation vote and uh, needing a, a full uh, phalanx of sergeants at arms. Sergeant at arms will restore order in the gallery. I believe that was Maisie Hirano. Not sure, <laughs> but uh, so interrupted multiple times for the confirmation vote, and just the reactions pouring in from the left. A writer for the Colbert Show: mm-hmm. Whatever happens, I'm just glad we ruined Brett Kavanaugh's life. Oh, that's nice. Very interested in the truth, obviously. Yeah. Uh, CNN uh, getting perspectives from uh, a number of women. Roxanne Jones, a founding editor of ESPN Magazine. Kavanaugh's angry and defiant attitude of entitlement is no different from the marauding men who invaded America centuries ago with the goal to create a world in their image. <laughs> uh, Alex Grinnell, Alexis Grinnell, excuse me, in the New York Times. The people who scare me the most are the mothers, sisters and wives of those young men because my stupid uterus still holds out still holds out some insane hope of solidarity. My stupid uterus, uh, you remember, was my cover band. It was a Vanity Six co- cover <laughs> band in the 80s. Uh, so and, and the, mood, the talk of impeachment, more than a dozen Democrats still talking about impeachment of Kavanaugh. In, in addition to Trump, were they to gain control of the House and Senate? Cory Booker not taking impeachment off the table out there in Iowa prospecting for votes come 2020. Uh, Petitions circulating. So uh, the Democrats appear intent on doing their part to keep Kavanaugh a central issue through November 6th. The question is, how will that impact Republicans? For more on this, we're pleased to be joined by Sean Duffy, Wisconsin representative from the 7th Congressional District. Sean, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it.
0: Dan. It's great to be with you guys this morning. Thanks for having me on.
1: And so, um, you know, the sense and the numbers that inform the sense is that uh, the last two weeks of uh, Democrat conduct has been a great boon to Republicans. Uh, where do you see uh, races both within your caucus and within your state?
0: Yeah, so it's important to note that the the Democrats were far more energized than Republicans going into this uh, election. Uh, They're angry at President Trump and the whole Kavanaugh uh, debacle from um, from what progressives were doing to Judge Kavanaugh um, have energized actually Republicans now. And the energy on both sides of the aisle is about equal. So. Um, I do think this is far better for uh, for statewide races or so Senate races. I think this is uh, a much better phenomenon. I still think we have a slugfest going on in the House. Um, and you hear Democrats saying in, in political procrastinate
1: pro, uh, 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 um, crystal ball readers, yeah, right. say,
0: "Yes, thank you." <laughs> it's, I'm just having my it's first cup of coffee. Yeah, it's Monday.
1: It. Words are hard. I'm just
0: they're they're they're, uh, they're saying a blue wave might be on the horizon. I don't think that's the case. I think we're going to keep the house by five to seven um, mm-hmm. seats, or if we lose it, we lose it by no more than ten. It's going to be close, and that's why every vote matters.
1: And how did the Kavanaugh hearings? You think it's going to affect voter turnout in what less than thirty days now?
0: Well, I uh, I think that again Republicans are going to come back out and vote. You know, I just I, I, listening to you guys recap what happened over the weekend. It's it's. Um, it's nice to hear it all together. I was a former prosecutor. Um, I handled a lot of these cases for 10 years, uh, the child sexual assaults and rape cases with women. And all of us stand up for the horrific, um, you know, uh, stand up for women who are you know, horrifically abused by, um, uh, by men in sexual assaults. We all do. But we also look at evidence and you say, listen, just because a claim comes in, you got to look at the evidence that surrounds the claim. And when it can't be verified, when when Dr. Ford said there's four people that can verify my claim and none of them, even a friend of hers, don't verify the claim, is that sufficient enough to take out a Supreme Court justice? I mean, and, and, and there's a sense of fairness that comes into play. And I think that w- that's what was playing out Um over the last three, three weeks. And not only that, when you see the protesters, you, you, you put all the footage or did the footage of the protesters. We saw that very same thing in Wisconsin in 2011 with that. Yeah, right. We saw that same kind of takeover of our capital, with the same kind of chants, the same drum beating and the same shrill voices and moderate independent Americans don't like that. Um, they don't, they don't want, you know, those people governing the country, and I think instead of bringing more people to the Democrat side, the protesters actually push independents away from the Democrat Party into um, the Republican category when they go to the ballot box.
1: Speaking of Wisconsin, just go off on a tangent here because you have important races up there: uh, Governor Walker's reelection, as well as the possibility of a of a pickup uh, Leah Vukmir against Tammy Baldwin. And, and where do you have those races now? They both seem fairly tight.
0: Yeah. So I think Walker has a really hard race on his hands. Um, if you look at polling, it shows him down about four points. Uh, I've seen internal data. You know, I think, you know, frankly, he's up, you know, a point or two based on turnout models, but he has a hard road ahead of him. Uh, but I think he actually wins. Leah Vukmir is a little further behind uh, Tammy Baldwin. However, she hasn't had the money to get her message out. She had a tough primary and it's a late primary in Wisconsin. So, right. As we as she started started to have more money come into her coffers, she's been able to get her message out, and I think she's going to close the gap, and we're going to see uh, we're going to see a close race there too. Tammy Baldwin, if she wins, will win by maybe two points, but I think Leah Bulkmire, frankly, can can squeak out a victory by one point up in Wisconsin. And here, you know, we're we're considered a blue state, but we've been trending more to the right because of the successes we've had. I mean, what we've done in Wisconsin. You now see Donald Trump doing on the federal side where we reduced regulation, we lowered taxes, and we saw great economic growth. We saw us balancing our budget. which frankly, that's not happening in the federal government, but we did balance our budget in Wisconsin. Um, And the same thing's happening federally, and and that's why I think you've seen the transition to uh, more conservative Republican leadership in our state.
1: Well, it's also attitudinal, isn't it? Uh, You sort of mentioned it. The siege on Madison, the state capitol in 2011, and Walker and— Legislative Republicans held their ground, passed the budget repair bill, and all the doom and gloom predictions of the left did not come true, and the predictions of turning around Wisconsin did come true, and people look at evidence going back to uh, you know actually being concerned about not just a uh, a charge or a, uh, a, a, a a position, but actually evidence that supports it or doesn't support it, and that's it seems to me what Trump and Republicans did in this instance, and frankly. I think there's a lot of Republicans out on the hustings that haven't seen that kind of fight and unyielding position from Republicans for quite some time, and they're rather encouraged by it.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So oftentimes Republicans who don't have culture, who don't have liberal media, we get attacked all the time, and often when we're attacked, we cower and we back down. What we've seen over the last three years is actually Donald Trump um, for whatever you think of all the tweets or all the, you know, all the comments that he makes, he's a fighter, and he pushes back. And when he's, when he's pushed back, when he's fought back, he's actually won. And I think that's what you saw in the Senate. You, you saw you know, even with this um, hurricane of, of commentary coming from the left and from Hollywood, as you mentioned, um, you saw Republican senators take a note out of Donald Trump's book to say, you know what, we are going to fight back, and I think we can win this one because we're right on the facts. Um, and, and I think that's been a unique phenomenon that's taken place um, with Donald Trump. And, um, I, you know, just from, from a lot of parts of Illinois and a lot of parts of Wisconsin, they look at, at, at Hollywood and how out of touch they are. And frankly, they vote for change. They vote for conservative principles and values. And they're sick over the course of a couple decades that Republicans haven't delivered on their promises. And I love when Trump goes to his rallies, you know, when he puts up the promises – made and promises kept. is really the first time that we've had a president who said, this is what I'm going to do. I mean, whether you even want to go to, you know, moving the capital uh, of Israel to Jerusalem. I mean, a promise that's been made for, you know, for the last four presidents, none of them do it. Donald Trump has kept all of his promises. He he put out his list of Supreme Court justices. I think there's 23 or 24 on the list. He's picked from that list. He said, I'm going to reduce regulation. I'm going to lower taxes. I'm going to rebuild our military. I'm going to secure our border. I'm going to bring this American energy independence I'm going to build a keystone Pipeline. all these things he's promised, he's actually done. And I think you know, Republicans and conservatives love him for that, even though we might not always love the communication style. Um, it, you know, we find ourselves in the Midwest a, a little more um, kind in the way we communicate with each other than the, maybe this New York model. But the results, man, it's fantastic for business and American families.
1: All right. He is Sean Duffy, Congressman from Wisconsin's 7th Congressional. Sean, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it. Great to be with you guys. Have a good morning. Maybe he can try out for the kicker position. Mason Crosby, did you watch that game? He missed five field goal attempts. Five. I'm sure he's going to be out of a job today. Uh, He joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line.
0: Connect with Dan and Amy on the AM560 The Answer mobile app. Just text the word APP to 64636 to download the app today.